0: If you're trying to finance a home, make sure you use Mortgage Investors Group. They are here in Memphis. The number is 7616910. 761 They're on the web, migonline.com. If you're a first-time homebuyer, you gotta call Todd Brown. He's the guy in the Memphis office. You can talk to anybody that works with him. Dave McDowell, Darla Boston, Amy Wesson. They've got a whole group of people in the office here in Memphis, basically popular in 240. First-time homebuyers, this is your spot because they are the number one THDA lender for the 10th straight year. Now, what that means is they... MIG works with THDA to facilitate little or no down payments for first-time homebuyers. In fact, they handle... 25% 25% of all THDA loans in the entire state of Tennessee. So if you're a first-time homebuyer, you got to call them. You're looking to free up some money each and every month? Maybe refinancing is an option for you? MIG can handle that as well. But you got to call them, 761-6910. That's the number to the office in Memphis. If you're outside of Memphis, go to the website. they got 18 different locations in Tennessee. You can find one near you. You can find one near you. MIGonline.com. MIGonline.com. That's Mortgage Investors Group.
1: Equal Housing Lender License 109111. Jeff. Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray.
2: Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with our executive producer and also co-host Mark Griffith. And happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all of you that are out there listening just right around the corner here, right? And uh, um, I love this time of year. It's a great time of the year. Um, Just like the song says, um, we are so thankful and uh, for all of our listeners. And we hope that you guys are able to uh, spend a little time with your family. I'm sure that for a lot of us, that's not happening because we're at the malls and out there trying to get, you know, stimulating the economy. Exactly. And I just told my wife, I said, just let me know when all of the presents are purchased because (laughs) I I cannot deal with it. I said, here's the money. And then you go out and purchase them. So uh, hopefully all of that is coming to a conclusion and you guys are enjoying the season. Um, Part of the season, for us at least, definitely is trying to give back to our communities and participating in um, all of the different things that are out there that we can participate in. Second Harvest Food Bank is one of them, and today we are so fortunate to have Elaine uh, to come in to talk with us, and she is the director of um, the Second Harvest Food Bank. Um, Elaine Streno is with us here in studio. Thank you so much for coming in.
3: Oh, I'm honored. Always honored to be here. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely.
2: And we so much appreciate um, what you guys are doing, number one, and also um, the outreach that you guys are involved in um, with Rachel um, Ellis, I guess, is one of your marketing pros mm-hmm. over there and had us out and on a, on uh, on air the other day and was able to promote the backpack program. So why don't we do this? This is what we always do when we have a Goodwill segment and some some type of information to provide to our listeners. Why don't you give us an overview? Of what Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee is and does. That's a good starting point.
3: That's a great starting point. So first of all, thank mortgage investors for helping Mm -hmm. Second Harvest. We are grateful beyond grateful for that. Yeah. Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee. It's part of a national organization called Feeding America. There are 200 Feeding America affiliates in the country. We are a warehouse located out in Blount County, right? Um, Maryville Alcoa and we provide a million meals a month through our six different feeding programs throughout 18 counties. That's That's it in a nutshell.
2: Right. Well, that's amazing. Um, When you look at what the current level of distribution is, the million meals, um, because I think part of it is, is that you only have so much manpower to get these meals out. Right. So you have these six different feeding programs. Mm -hmm. So, How has that evolved for you guys? And, you know, currently, what is the need right, just right away? Okay. It's kind of a two-part question.
3: Right, right, right. The Food Bank Network started specifically to keep food out of the dumpster. The Mm. whole movement was grassroots. And we, when I first got to Second Harvest 20 years ago, that's what we did. We took donated food and we distribute it to agencies. We had two programs at that time. Mm -hmm. The need has accelerated, um, so that's your other question, Um, that we had to start purchasing food, and and one of our programs providing food to agencies that feed the needy directly, and we would never get peanut butter or number one requested item in food banking, by the way, is peanut butter. We would never get that those kind of great nutritious products donated. Mm-hmm. We did get some junk food, which was great because we serve agencies like the Boys and Girls Club, and we all love our treats.
2: Well, I can do an exchange program <laughs> if I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
3: But we do have to focus on healthy product because some of the people we are distributing food to, or are, are the clients of the pantries, are obese. Mm-hmm. And they're obese because they're eating junk food right. because it's so much cheaper than healthy food. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So we implemented four different other programs to try to meet the demand, which we're not meeting yet, I Mm -hmm. will say. Yeah. But we're doing a heck of a better job now, thanks to the community support, um, mortgage investors being one of them, and providing a million meals a month, where when I started 20 years ago, we probably weren't even providing 100,000 meals a month. And And how long
2: have you been with Second 20. Wow, years. that's in that's remarkable.
1: And that's over 18 uh counties. Right. Throughout yeah. I mean, are they counties. all just like connected counties in the right. East Tennessee area? Right. The
3: network, we had there are five affiliates in the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So we go up to Hamblin County and my um, associate in Upper East Tennessee picks up green and then we go as far as Monroe County south um Southwest, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then west, we go to Cumberland County. So you kind of get an overview. Of course, our website will tell you all of this, and that's secondharvestetn.org.
2: I was just going to plug that because that's an it's really a great website. It's very user-friendly. Thank you. Um, and I would recommend definitely, and we'll have it on thehousinghour.com, facebook.com slash thehousinghour, and also on Twitter at thehousinghour, because we'd recommend that you go. And, and the neat thing is it kind of has a dashboard because it talks about what's been funded mm-hmm. out of the projects that you're currently working in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, why don't we start also next talking about the Food for Kids program, the, the programs that really I feel are near and dear to our heart, and we, as you mentioned earlier, um, are sponsoring that program through the Backpack Program. And I'll let you tell um, what that program is. But basically, it's the cost is about three thousand per school, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and it's to provide food to kids who don't have food. So before I um, share my thoughts more on that, tell me what that program is all about.
3: Okay, so it's a food for kids weekend feeding backpack program. It started about seven years ago. We went, we had a grant in Scott County. So our first school was in Scott County and it has grown into 240 schools feeding 11,000 children and the food goes home on Friday in their backpacks mm-hmm. and Monday the backpacks come back and then we replenish them again. Mm-hmm. It's administered solely by the, administration of each school Mm -hmm. there's nobody signing up there's no paperwork it's they the teachers are well aware of what's going on in that child's home Mm -hmm. and if they need that weekend food and if there are siblings at that house the there's more food given in that backpack so everybody at that house We'll have some non-perishable items over the weekend that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise.
2: And you guys do a really good job. And Mark, you had the benefit of going to Jefferson, which is one of the schools that we sponsor, and you got to see it in action. But one of the things that you mentioned, I think, or may have been Rachel, um, that they do a really good job of protecting the kids um, that – you know cuz kids are just some of them are just cruel well, let's be honest they they like to you know oh you're getting food mm-hmm. or whatever so mm-hmm. talk about your experience mark
1: well it was really eye opening cuz i had no idea i mean you walk into a you know an upper middle class neighborhood uh, school system you don't expect to see kids that you know go home on the weekend and they're they're hungry mm-hmm. and so you see this and so i was i i took one and opened it up and brought it out, and I actually took a picture of the the uh, items that were in there. The picture so, I lost. It, well, I've got it on my okay. phone, so I can take <laughs> it and I can post it. Yeah. But uh, it was just really incredible, and the kids were really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was about fifty of them, mm-hmm. and that I mean, I just the teachers were so structured and so organized and so into this. I mean, I would really felt. I, I just—it it just feels good. Deep. I mean, it was incredible, and the kids were so. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank. you. Right. They're just going to go off and be kids on the weekend, right? But we put some food in their backpack.
2: Yeah, I, it just—it really, really yeah. gets to me that there's kids that are hungry, and so this program has grown. You said it is now at 284. 240 di- schools. 240 schools, and that has grown. From quite one. a bit. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> it's, yeah.
2: grown, it's grown quite a bit. And the schools, you said, administer or actually distribute this food. There's no paperwork involved and that. I think cutting that red tape out of the equation, I think it allows um, the solution and the help to get to the source quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the schools are very dependable when it comes to distribute, you know, to the right people. So I think that's a really good piece of it as well. So what does the um, the children get in their backpacks, so they get um, cans of food. How kind of how does that look?
3: Well, yes, absolutely. Well, of course, it has to be non-perishable. So mm-hmm. we put applesauce cups, Easy Mac, um, instant breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, hope, hoping they have milk, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm going up the peanut butter crackers, yogurt bars. Okay. Um, all of that that's great. kind of stuff
2: some pudding mm-hmm. you know right.
1: cups of pudding <laughs> well Sorry.
2: no that's okay I cuz I I can't remember who told me this but this kind of shook me at my core when I heard this which is that the kids sometimes Um, the, the backpack doesn't make it, um, not, not that it doesn't make it home, but maybe the food doesn't make it into their bellies. That's,
3: that is a, um, that does happen on occasion.
2: But I, what I, what I was, the, the, what was cool about that was that they do some education with the kids on Mm -hmm. how to keep that food theirs. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Because that's just a reality that we need to know about.
3: Well, um, some of these homes, their parents are working and they're doing everything they can. Mm-hmm. But in the poverty situation in East Tennessee, you have to have some place to live. You have to have gas to get to work and you have to pay the utilities. Right. So food is, if there's not enough money stretched, mm-hmm. we we can help them. And mm-hmm. some of the other homes, the parents are are focused on one thing and that is, the drug, their drug Mm. of choice. Mm. And unfortunately the children are not the priority. Mm. And that's when this program really um, gets to the heart because you know that until that parent is off their, their drug of choice, those Mm. children will not be the priority. Right. And we, as a community want to help them feel good about themselves so they don't make the same choices when they're adults. Mm. So that's how that works.
1: mm -hmm. Elaine, Elaine, what I saw, I don't think it was necessarily isolated to a certain area of the of town. I mean, this is throughout. Yes, every right community. Yeah, I mean, so even in West Knoxville, you're going to have kids that go home and are hungry.
3: We mm. have we have backpacks at Farragut Intermediate. Mm. So yeah,
1: exactly. Right. There's
3: no yes in every neighborhood. There is going to be someone in need, either just lost their job yeah. or just starting when the economy bottomed out three years ago, I can't tell you how many people came to second harvest and used to be donors and now needed us. Mm. Um, That was heartbreaking. But when we all sit and have a reality check on if we were laid off, how many weeks would we have to live off our savings until we needed um, help? You know, that's a reality that went on three Mm. years ago. And some of those people, thank God have gotten jobs and still, are some looking? So that is like a picture of the mm-hmm. need for food in East Tennessee throughout yeah. our 18 counties. Well, and what
2: I was going to say, real quick, um, is that it's it's right now we're needing a pretty significant pickup to be funded for 2013, 2014. Right. It's the fact is that there's schools out there going unsponsored because of just a lack of funds. Right? right. So so basically, the solution and the the cure, if you will, for this hunger problem in these schools um, is is for us to give more money to Second Harvest so that they can institute the solution. Um, The the issue, I think, too, is that people who want to donate food, that's great. However, um, cash goes a little far farther because you guys have more purchasing power.
3: Right. right? Well, a dollar does provide three meals. Right. And um, we have this is a very busy season for us, mm-hmm. and we can get to this in the next segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but a dollar does provide three meals. A lot of people like to have food drives, and that's great, and right. thank you very much. But we can buy a whole lot more right. than they can because of the purchasing power of having the facility that we do.
1: Right. We have about a minute, Mark. You had something that you wanted well, to Well, just, you know, these families are not just uh, rattled with drugs, but right. divorce right. situations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Divorce. You know, you can go from $100,000 a year as a married couple and the wife has zero income mm-hmm. overnight. That's right. All right.
3: That's
2: true. He doesn't come back home
1: or whoever. And and also, I mean, hey, let's
2: face it. There's situations where parents, the the monies might be there. Um, Maybe the parents aren't allocating the money in such a way. um, Maybe they're not drug uh, addicted. The fact is the child's hungry. The child's hungry. And the child is being at whatever level that it is, being neglected. And so that's where the administrators, the the teachers, and they work hand in hand, I'm sure, with the principal and the guidance counselors to make sure that these kids that need it, get it. And I I have faith that that's happening. You said it would look like a flawless system. Um, and it's a and it's a really exciting program, and so if you're out there listening and you um, are a business, maybe you're a company, maybe you're an individual, and you want to participate in this, kids, this Food for Kids program, go to their website and go and see what you can do. Make a donation, it will make you feel so good, and uh, I bet you you would be very happy that you did that. So, guys, we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages. We will be right back.
1: Be sure to check out thehousinghour.com for a treasure trove of information and past archive shows. Thousand Hour is presented by Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 25 years.